Blog Talk Radio. Morning, everybody. This is Ann Ortley, and this is the January 27th, 2019 Weekly Weather. I'm Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer in New York City. I'm broadcasting today from the bright red desk on a beautiful Sunday morning, uh, and the eclipses are leaving. I sat here last night as the moon rose and watched it through my office window, and it was so pretty. Uh, and it's going towards new, the last eclipse that we had last week. Uh, kind of said, leave, 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 and we're releasing, releasing until we get to the new moon uh, next week on Candlemas on the second, next or on the fourth, next Monday. So we're still in eclipse period, so you still can have eclipsing events, if, depending on where the stuff is in your chart. But, you know, we're through the peak of it. And, of course, the government's back to work at least for three weeks. Um, and uh, Maya tweeted that I'd said it would come back on Friday. I don't really remember what I say when I do this show because it's early in the morning and I haven't had enough coffee. But, you know, good, we're back to work. And, uh, of course, the employees will be paid, but the contractors won't. And, uh, you know, that's Donald Trump. He doesn't pay the contractors. So forward, hopefully not to five more bankruptcies, but we'll see what happens. At any rate, we're done with the eclipse, or we're, the government's done with them, and forward. So hopefully you're done with them on your side. I know I'm done with them on my – well, I think I'm done with them on my side. I had my eclipse moment, um, and Gisela was very cute in class last week. She goes, are there good eclipse stories? And the answer is yes. In some cases, people get promotions. They have something exciting happen to them. They figure out something. And then sometimes they get eclipsed. They get removed from their position of power. Or they lose power. Or they see that maybe they're not in charge of the world anymore. So it's a really, they're really interesting events. Uh, they're really interesting astro- astronomical events because the, the moon was very close to Earth and bright red, Right. It was a blood wolf moon, which everybody was all excited about. Um, but it also was, you know, big emotions, big feelings. And the wolf, the big bad wolf, hoof, hoof, hoof. I'm going to huff and a puff and blow your house down. Nancy Pelosi didn't let any old wolf blow her house down. You know, what are you, what are you going to do? You got to, you got to, the girl's got, the girl's son Pluto trying, man. Take it, takes it on the chin, takes a lick it and keeps on ticking. So forward we go into the new week. Um, and we're going to talk, and that's my last of my politics. I'm going to do a little advertising at the front, too. Still some spots left in the getaway to Tuscany, May 9th to the 15th. Um, It's just a couple left, so make sure to sign up. And also, Heather, Mark, and I, I do a radio show on Wednesday nights. Heather, Mark, and I take calls and talk about the weather, and we're going to be teaching a workshop that first week in March. Uh, we're going to be teaching horary, which is divination using astrology chart, electional, how to pick a good day to do stuff, and mundane, which is, uh, you know, what the the politics of the world and how to look at them, you know, look at the world and see what it is and see whatever's going on in the world is going on in your chart. So all the contention has eased. The contention is easing, so that's really good. We're We're on to the other side of contention. So this week, um, as the eclipses leave and release us from their their excitement, we're going to have a few other events that take place. One, Mercury is going to become combust the sun in Aquarius. You know, this happens a couple times a year, and when that and that's also preparatory to him getting ready to go retrograde. Um, but when he joins the sun, what he does is he says, "Okay, I'm right, you're wrong." 
So mercury combusts the sun tends to be when people really think that their position is correct over all others. So it's not a good week to argue for things because unless you know you're right and you're in charge, because you're going to win, right? So the combust takes place on the 29th, um, which is Tuesday. Then later in the week, the end of the week is really pretty harsh. Mars is going to be coming into a trine to Pluto. Now, a lot of times we feel that Mars, as it comes, as approaches before it actually gets to the Pluto. And it's not a trine, it's a square to Pluto. Mars is an Aries, square Pluto, and Capricorn. That traditionally is a war aspect. The way that's been showing up in the world is there's some mass shooting. Uh, and it builds up over on the 30th and the 31st. Uh, and it culminates at 10.15 on the 1st. Friday night. And then the weekend has kind of hard aspects. Uh, There's a thing called an occultation, which means that the planets are on the same uh, declination line. So the moon is occult Saturn and the moon is occult Pluto. So Saturn and Pluto are both getting emotional punches or both giving emotional punches to the moon. And on that day, of course, the moon's in Capricorn because uh, Saturn and Pluto are in Capricorn. So that's kind of a hard energy. So that's the first, is the Mars-Pluto uh, square, and then we emotionally process over the weekend, the second and the third. So just kind of know, uh, as we get towards the end of the week, the energy is going to get a little more intense. And, of course, that's the kick, the last kick for the eclipse, right, because the new moon is on Monday the 4th. So we watch eclipse periods the two weeks before, which was the last week of uh, December, second in the week, the week of the last week of December, the first week of January, and then it goes two weeks after, which is this week. The eclipse was the 21st, which is this week, and it ends next week, right? last week and this week. Uh, so it ends next week. So we we finish up the eclipse, but that's kind of a powerful little wackadoo, because the moon, remember Moon and Pluto back in the eclipse that we had at the beginning of the month on January 5th. Moon and Pluto were captured in between, Moon and Sun were captured in between Saturn and Pluto. They were besieged. So Moon got out, it escaped, and she ran around the chart. And now she's coming back and she's delivering information to Saturn and Pluto. So, but she's delivering an, an emotional piece of information. So watch for the weekends to be kind of emotional, the weekend of the first and the second. And then Venus is in Sagittarius, so she likes Sagittarius, but she's a little over the top. She's a little bit, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we, ah, you know, so she runs around, and she goes into Capricorn on the 3rd at 3, 5.30 in the evening, and Venus is in Capricorn until we get to uh, March. Uh, She goes into... She goes into Gemini March. Come on, Venus, where are you here, girl? Yeah, she goes into Gemini on... Oh, that's April. That's why I'm having trouble. She goes into Gemini on March 1st, or into Aquarius. So she's in Capricorn, so she's very serious-minded once she gets into Cap on the 3rd. So this week... We're watching the energies kind of somber up. And then Venus goes through Saturn and Pluto, right, this next couple of weeks. So she'll trigger the eclipse degrees when she gets there. And I always encourage people, there's a, my phone is making weird noises. Um, 
there's a really good astrologer named Ronnie Dreyer, uh, and she has a newsletter, D-R-E-Y-E-R. She has a newsletter that lists when all the eclipses get activated. Uh, so sign up for that. I use it as my cheat sheet. <laughs> She's, you know, she lists, does all the work for me. I'm like, ooh, that's when the eclipse is happening. Actually, I see it, but it's nice to have her confirm it. Because um, when the eclipse points get activated over the next few weeks, we're going to really feel them act up, right? So it's important energy. Uh, we also have a lot of energy this week with the moons because the moons are in the uh, go out and partner with other people's signs and then move forward. So today, the moon is in Scorpio, pretty intense and passionate. And it goes void uh, tomorrow night. It's today and tomorrow, the 27th and the 28th. It goes void tomorrow with the sextile to Pluto, which is a very positive moving forward energy. Then it's void Monday night. Uh, it goes into Sagittarius, bright and early Tuesday morning at 9.33 a.m. And it's in Sagittarius Tuesday, Wednesday. And it goes void Thursday night at 5.33 with a trine to Uranus. So that's that fire moon with a combust mercury, you know. So I think I'm right, and I'm going to passionately tell you why I am. And then it goes, it's void for a couple hours, and then the moon goes into Capricorn at 7.47 p.m. Thursday night. And it's in Capricorn the 1st, the 2nd, and it goes void at 5.53 a.m. with a square to Uranus. Okay, now think about that. Mars square Pluto, moon hitting Saturn and Pluto on Saturday, Venus trining Uranus on Saturday night, and then, which I didn't mention until now, and then moon going void with a square to Uranus, Capricorn moon square Uranus. So that's kind of a volatile weekend, very intense. And then moon is void for a couple hours, and then it goes into Aquarius on the 3rd. It's in Aquarius the 3rd, the 4th, and it goes void at 6.59 p.m. with a sextile to the sun. So after we finish this, whatever dramatic stuff goes on this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we then have a new moon on the world point at 15 Aquarius, which is uh, halfway between the sun and the... uh, Halfway between winter and spring, we're at the halfway mark, Candlemas, Groundhog Day. Uh, Light the candles because the darkness is lifting. Um, But we are entering that new exciting energy with that new moon next week on Monday the 4th. So it's an interesting week. And, of course, because it is eclipse season and because those Capricorn planets that were tied to the sun and the moon are getting triggered next weekend, going to harken back to the 4th of January and take you forward, but also going to say to you, this is the story that we're emotionally working on while Saturn and Pluto dance with each other all year long. So they're dancing with each other until next January. Now they're, you know, different dances, different times, different spaces. But that eclipse at the beginning of the year said, okay, we're starting this story. And the theme I was using for the year was climb every mountain, you know, that that seen in uh Sound of Music, when they're climbing the mountain at the end of the mountain and they're going over the, leaving the Nazis and heading off to who knows where. I mean, ultimately they came to America. They were immigrants. But they, uh, the energy of, okay, where are we going? So the eclipse story got seeded on January 4th, and now we see the first reveal this week when Mars squares Pluto and that eclipse energy hops up. So watch for it in your life. Watch for planets. You know, watch for the planets as they activate. And just kind of know that what's coming up for you is to be released. 
the energy is balsamic. Saturn and Pluto are meeting together. The last time they did this was 38 years ago. So all year long, they're going to be saying, let go, let go, let go. Look at your relationships. Look, Understand what relationships were formed in 80, in 82 when Saturn and Pluto met. Now, if you weren't born then, find out what your parents were doing. But that was when Reaganomics happened, and we had the trickle-down thing. Um, and now we have, uh, you know, people talking about taxing us at 70% to pay for things. Uh, no more trickle-down. Let's grab it again, right? So interesting times, interesting times. We we live in interesting times. And I think as a culture, as a collective, watching that Saturn-Pluto dance together and watching them say, so do you need stuff? Now, if you've been to my apartment lately, you know that I have a lot of stuff in piles ready to go to Goodwill. It hasn't left the house yet. <laughs> so I'm going to try and use this weekend, this Mars-Pluto square, as my send-the-stuff-to-Goodwill weekend called Junk Lovers and have them come get it. Uh, try and use the energy productively. You know, Figure out what you want to clear out. You've got that Mondo lady on TV. Everybody's going crazy, throwing away things, becoming minimalist. Uh, Housing Works is going to be packed full of stuff. Um, understand that the energy is releasing and ending and letting go and being free to move on with what really truly brings you joy and what brings you the essential clarity of where you're headed. Okay. Um, so that's the moons. Now let's talk about the week and what happens in the week ahead. Uh, the sun is going to roll. He's in Aquarius. He's going to roll from 9 to 15. And with that combust Mercury on Tuesday, the 29th, he then doesn't really have a whole lot of aspects this week. He's kind of quiet. Um, he's in a little bit of a, a little bit of a struggle with Venus because they're in a semi-square. So Venus and Sag is kind of a little exuberant, and he's kind of detached. So, you know, one of you is one of you is exuberant, the other is detached, and that's okay. That's kind of the energy. And then Neptune and the Sun are in a semi-sextile, which means that there's stuff you're going to see but not see, right? And with that happening, the see but not see part, you want to kind of look and go, okay, what is that? how does that work and what is that like? And then the Sun is also in a semi-sextile to Saturn. And that is, okay, structure it, but I'm not 100% sure how to structure it. Because the sun in Aquarius wants to be free, and Saturn is saying you need more structure. So there's going to be, you know, I want to pursue this dream, but I have to follow this. I have, I have this obligation I have to finish. I want, it, I want to be free, but I have this structure I have to adhere to. So there's a little struggle between how do we do it. And remember, Aquarius sun wants to not be attached. It's got a big detachment thing that it wants to do. Mercury this week is running in Aquarius, and he is going to catch up to the sun, as we mentioned on Tuesday. And he's going to get up to 18 Aquarius, so he's going to go past the sun. So he, too, is going to have these aspects with Neptune and Saturn, where he does this, I, want, I have a dream, but I want my freedom. I want to be free, but I want to attach. People are very weird this week with that. you know. So if you've got somebody who wants to attach but then doesn't, this is going to be a week when they're going to act up. You know, that approach-avoid thing, uh, this week triggers all that stuff. I want to be attached, but I don't want to be attached. I want to be attached. I want to merge with you, but I'm afraid of merging with you. And you need to just look them in the face and say, you know, get over it. (laughs) 
or let them do their crazy without participating. Because with the Mars-Pluto square, you might just want to punch them in the nose, right? Or they might want to punch you in the nose because they're like, you're trying to control me. And you're like, I'm not trying to control you. I'm simply asking, are you free on Friday? Oh, you know, you're trying to make me do something. No, no, I just would like to be able to make some plans. And if you're not free, I'd like to make plans with somebody else. It, you know, it's people, are, they're going to be a little crazy this week, okay? So, and, you know, it's, I want you, but I don't. I, I need you, but I I feel dependent. You know, it's like, oh, please, honor your, honor your crazy if you're having it, right? Go to bed and don't inflict it on anybody else. <laughs> or do it with your cat. I mean, I got up this morning and I stepped in some cat vomit. And Max, my cat, who's 18, I mean, he's old, and all right, he throws up. I get it. That's what cats do. But he was, like, following me in the hall, howling at me, and they wanted breakfast. And I, like, looked at him, and I said, you know, I'm going to take you to the dump (laughs) and just let you see if you can catch some mice. You're just driving me crazy. You're vomiting all over the floor, and now you're howling at me, and I haven't even had my coffee. So I got mad at Max this morning. He didn't do anything except say, hey, there's no food in my bowl, woman. Your job is to put food in my bowl. (laughs) And he vomited on the floor where I could step in it. So that's the energy, right? I have never threatened my cat with dump, going to the dump before. But I was like, you know, if I was God, I'd make cats that didn't vomit. Um, And, of course, I'm sensitive to vomit because I fell a couple years ago and broke my foot in seven places in Max's vomit. But I hate it when you walk down the hall and you're barefoot and you step in cat vomit. I was like, this is not how I want to wake up this morning. Um, and I was just like, I'm, I get out of the shower. He's howling at me. I'm like, you're going to the dump. I'm going to drop you off at the dump. Not that there's a dump in New York. <laughs> well, there is. But I don't even know how to get there. It's on Staten Island someplace. But um, And I won't dump Max at the dump, I promise. But um, I just was like, rah, rah, rah. So just kind of watch for that rah, 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 rah. You know, you're just a little... He's just a little cranky, and everybody is. It's not just you. The whole world's cranky, okay? So um, honor the crank. Honor the uh, honor that maybe you need to you know, go back to bed or go back in the shower and take another shower. Uh, it's that kind of energy, right? Uh, and Mercury this week is going to make you cranky. He's an Aquarius. He's like, I like it my way, and I don't really like other things, and I want to do it my way, and please do it my way. Uh, thank you. And so, you know, to the extent that you don't cooperate, you may hear about it. The closing aspect for Mercury at the end of the week, though, is nice. He's in a nice sextile to Jupiter. So even though we're a little cranky this week, uh, you know, it'll get better. And watch, pay attention to who you meet, uh, the 27th and the 28th, because Mercury's aspecting the nodes of fate, which is what the sun did last week. Um, and that can often bring in important connections or important people. In the case of starting the government, it up it man, we managed to pass a bill that said, okay, start the government up for three weeks. Uh, Venus is also a bit under siege with Mercury because he's in a slightly different declination than the sun is. So in addition to having the semi-sextile uh, to Mercury, he also has a parallel So that's kind of like, you know how you hug somebody and they wiggle and they squiggle and they don't want to be held? You want to hug them, but they want to wiggle away. It's that kind of energy. So somebody's going to try and grab you and hug you, and you're going to be like, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Or you're going to try and grab somebody and hug them, and they're going to be wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And that's the beginning of the week. So just kind of know it's the strong independence week. People are really going to want to be independent. But there's a yearning for connection, but a cranky, a cranky with connection. Venus this week is in Sag, so she's flying free. 
and she is running from 21 Sag to 29 Sag, so all the planets at 21 to 29 are going to be activated in your chart. And then she enters Capricorn next week on February 3rd, where she's going to be till the end of the month. So Venus in Sag is one of her happy places. She just had the union with Jupiter last week, which made her really content and, and maybe got her some new stuff. She also is uh, aspecting the nodes of fate in a slightly harsh manner. So what that means is relationships, again, are, are relationships are how you're valued or who values you or how you feel valued, maybe even more importantly than if you are valued, it's how you feel about being valued. People are going to be like, I, need, I value my freedom. I value my independence. I value my, ab- my ability to do what I want to do. So I'm going to go do that. And, and that's important to me. Uh, and so as Venus aspects those nodes of fate, there's a very strong energy with her. She also has a trine to Uranus at 641, which kind of kicks the energy up into a whole new place. And then she also has a square to Chiron at the end of the week, uh, which is a bit of a wounding energy. As I mentioned earlier, Mars squares Pluto. Uh, which kicks us into a whole new direction, a whole new energy. And Mars also links up with Eris, the goddess of discord, for a bit of problem, a bit of anguish, a bit of uh, sorrow. And then we also have Jupiter parallel Saturn, which kicks up a whole new energy around how do we move forward and what do we do. So Jupiter parallel Saturn has a lot of energy around connection, communion, and uh, relationship. Saturn, of course, is sextile to Neptune, giving us a uh, new ability to work with things, to process things, to work hard on our dreams coming true. That's going to be on the 31st. And Uranus is sextile to Vesta, giving us a new opportunity to create on a new way and build a nest, make our nest homey and comfortable. Like I mentioned, junk lovers this week to carry this stuff out. Um, Neptune also is quintile to Juno, offering us a new partner opportunity on the first, or the dream of a new partner. And that may be partner saying, you know, partner, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean up my act. I'm gonna work with you more collaboratively and cooperatively. You're important to me. I get it. We're we're hanging in together. Let's work together. So that's a nice commitment energy. And then Vesta goes into Pisces this week on February 1st, asking us to make our home our dream. And Juno aspects the nodes of fate in a positive manner on the 1st of February, inviting us to move forward in partnerships that support and sustain us. So it's kind of an interesting week, a lot of energy in the sky. The eclipses are leaving, so there's a great deal of... um, hoo-ha, for lack of a better word, and your job is to know when it's this much stuff flying around and this much emotional things flying around that people can really, really, really feel uh, deeply, deeply sensitive, and it's really important week to be kind, okay? Um, and that's really all I have to say, and um, not much else, but I would just say, you know, hang in there. Enjoy the stuff. The eclipses are leaving. Clear out what needs to clear out. Open what needs to open. Trust your heart. Uh, Give yourself permission to threaten to throw your cat in the dump. (laughs) He's 18 years. I'd never throw him in the dump. He's Max. But God, he's a nag. Um, And, you know, it's okay. It's multi-levels of reality. 
You can love them and hate them at the same time, and that's the way it is. So on that note, Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk, wishing you a great week and giving you six minutes back of your life for you to meditate. Take care. Bye-bye.